0: Welcome to For the Health of It, starring Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. She is joined by producer Mike Clark. This dynamic, sometimes crazy, sometimes funny, and always entertaining duo will inspire you to eat, move, sleep, think, and live better. You're listening to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it.
1: Oh, listeners, this is what happened to me the other day. What happened to you? "Ah." So I'm adjusting this sweet, sweet, sweet woman who's usually pretty wound up. And I finished adjusting her, and she doesn't stand up right away. I'm like, hmm, what's going on? So I got down on one knee, and I said, are you Okay. She's crying. And this is a woman who does not cry. And she said, I don't know why I'm crying. As soon as you pushed on that one part of my back, it's like something just released. And I said, No, that's okay. That's normal. And it's important to allow yourself to cry and let the emotion go through you because we just release something old in the tissue. That's what made me decide to do this podcast today. So I have brought in one of my favorite people who I feel really exemplifies the process of not only working on the body, but allowing the motions to come through. And her name is Julie Lewis. Hi, Julie. Hi. Hi,
2: Julie. Julie's Julie?
1: a licensed massage therapist. She I'm works on my body occasionally. She's also a biomagnetist. And I've worked on everyone's body. She yeah. has. Everyone I know. That and would she, be odd if I didn't.
2: And she's fabulous. She
1: Um, She's an extremely um, successful, busy massage therapist um, in my office, and I tell you, I've known this amazing woman for about 16 years, and um, she's just one of the most cool people I know. So welcome, Julie. Thank you. And we had to bring in our our friend Erin Hubbard again, who you remember from the yoga podcast. Hi, Erin. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Julie. She works on my body, too. I do.
2: All you girls work on my body.
3: (laughs) You're so
1: lucky. Wow. We're Why talking, a lucky a, guy. We're talking about body work. So the reason I brought Erin in is because she is a yoga instructor. Julie does massage and biomagnetism. And I, of course, do chiropractic. And those are three of, of the major ways that I have known that people have allowed to have emotional releases through body work. So I thought we would talk about this. So me and the gal pals and Michael Clark, producer. Yeah. I don't Michael. do anything. I just sit here. So. And it's so valuable. It's so, so, so valuable. <laughs> Okay, so I want to talk about first. Let's start off with this. There's if, if you read Pima Shodrun, if you read Candace Pert, these are two authors who talk about the value and the necessity of allowing emotions to move through you. Here's an example. Someone says, funny, you break out in laughter, you just let it come. You let yourself laugh, you laugh, you laugh, you laugh, and then eventually it kind of dies down and you can go back to normal. That's a positive emotion that moved through you, your whole body felt it, and then it went went away. Negative emotions ideally would have the same experience. You feel something that makes you feel angry. You express your anger in a healthy way, ideally. You feel it, it goes through you, and then it drops away. You don't think about it again. What often happens with negative emotions is we repress them. We don't want to show anger. We're not allowed to show anger. We're fearful to show anger. We feel anger, we push it down, and guess what it does? It goes into a tissue. It's also not okay in our culture to have your feelings in an
3: inappropriate place, which is almost everywhere.
1: Correct. When you look at a child, they could have a tantrum in the middle of a grocery store. They are be chastised for it, but they don't know that they can't express the emotion. We are taught right. to not express the emotions in inappropriate ways.
3: Right. In institutions, which is mostly where we end up, schools, hospitals everywhere well and i would dare say
1: that even bleeds into the home i I guarantee there's people who don't feel they have the right to express a negative emotion even around people they love in a private place true so we we keep the emotion into our bodies and it's stored it's there and and we see that you know it's repressed and it causes physical problems Absolutely. Without a doubt, I know that to be unequivocally true just from my clinical practice. Would you agree, Julie? I totally agree. And one of the things
3: that I end up saying a lot to clients is because we don't have very many safe places, the car is really a safe place when we're driving alone somewhere. Yes. And I I use the words lean into it, lean into the emotion and see what's there. We have this fear when we start leaning into it that we're not going to come through to a full expression or we're going to get stuck there too long. That's not true. We're just kind of emotionally
4: constipating ourselves.
1: Yes. <laughs>
3: that is such
4: a great metaphor. Absolutely.
1: Well, and what's interesting, I think, is as and if we just all refer to ourselves here gener- as a generalized therapist, we're all therapists. You know, we're not we don't need to be a psychoanalyst. So when emotion comes up when you're having physical work, it's not necessarily um, the therapist's job the body therapist job to help you identify it, name it, where did it come from? Why is it there? No, no, no. It's giving you space to feel it and move through it.
3: Also, I really have strong, strong feelings about not intellectualizing the emotion, but feeling it in your body. Where is it in your body? Where do you feel it in your body and staying with it and I think our culture is sort of addicted to intellectualizing things and conceptualizing things and saying what it's related to and all of this. We are sort of skipping just really feeling it, really feeling it in our body because our bodies
1: have a lot of wisdom in that way. I, I don't know if this is an analogy that everyone can relate to, but I, I as, a, as a mother, I relate it to when I was in labor. And one thing that I learned in labor was that when a contraction would come, if you fought it pushed against it, held tightly against it, it really hurt. (laughs) But as soon as you saw it as a wave and you kind of just leaned into it, rode up on it, and you could stay focused on it, then it dissipated and it was gone and the pain was much, much less. And to me, negative emotions are like that. You don't judge them. You don't have to analyze them. You just, I feel it. I feel anger. I feel fearful. I feel sad. You let it kind of envelope you and then like a wave just come back off of you. I would bet even
3: people at our chiropractic office on the table might feel like repressing it even
1: there. Oh, I can feel it just in some of the, the subtle resistance when I adjust. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that happens is we're, we don't stop enough to even touch base with how we feel. You know, that's why you'll finally get in the car to come home and you'll, you'll feel like, whoa, I, I feel way different than I thought. Like I thought I was okay. And all of a sudden I sit down and I feel gloomy or sad or angry and we don't even know what it is. Well, that's a whole other topic. Um, transitions, you know, when we go from yes. the car to the
3: house, or we go from the car to work, um, we sh- we we quicken that time, and so we're kind of losing uh, being able to stay with ourselves
4: because we're moving right into the next thing, or we distract ourselves during that time. We listen to the radio on the car ride. We listen to our iPods on the trip back. We're listen We're so busy preoccupying ourselves, so we don't have to listen to that inner voice well maybe that's what we're talking about is creating a bigger space
3: there making the car sacred a sacred place for those things to happen
2: do you think that men tend to hold their emotions in more than women do
3: not necessarily I have no idea I think, what you're talking <laughs> about Mike. that's <laughs> so strange what do you it's cool that you know what that word means
1: yeah. <laughs> wow well think about this I'm, mike <laughs> our, our body and mind are connected like
2: she just threw me under the bus. I think. No,
1: I really hate male
2: bashing.
3: I really hate male we, bashing. We kind of deserve not fair, it, though. I'm sorry.
2: No, it's it's all good.
3: I love I'm used men. To it. I love men. It's we need. We're you. awesome. You are we're, awesome.
2: We're, we're a little bit simpler than you guys, though.
3: We're definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's a gross overgeneralization, and it's entirely true. Yeah. You guys are good at doing one thing. And where we do seven hundred things at once, and and you're good at that. A woman is (laughs) never a woman is never just peeling a carrot. She's never just peeling a carrot. She's healing the world. She's monitoring her kids. It's true. Going to the mailbox in her head. We're focused on the carrot.
4: You're focused on the carrot. Oh God, (laughs) you're infinitely more zen than we are. (laughs) Yeah. I did hear a thing on NPR, source of all knowledge besides this podcast, (laughs) that um, the which one is it, the sympathetic or the parasympathetic that shuts you down? Or parasympathetic? Gets you the one that gets you amped up, the Sympath- fight or flight. Sympathetic. Oh, do I have it backwards again? Which one is fight or flight? I'm studying this. Sympathetic. Sympathetic. All right. So the half-life of the sympathetic nervous system, you know how when you get in a fight and then you come back to it and then it's done, but you come back to it? The half-life of the sympathetic nervous system is longer in a woman than in a man. Oh, I believe that. Oh no and, doubt. Oh yeah. Men can be like, boom, I'm better and oh yeah. We, can, like, yeah, we like oh, We can
2: yeah. get I, in a fist fight I, and go have beers together right mm-hmm. after. Yeah. You know, it's That's just true. A, yeah.
1: That doesn't happen. <laughs> so if we think <laughs> if for we, women at all. If we think about no. this, how about basic body mind connectedness? You hug someone, you feel warm and fuzzy. Like your your physical body has a feeling when you hug someone. If you were to look at like something really gross on TV, like that shudder or that feeling goes through you, you physically feel it. Right. So we tend to think that people, you know, especially as as practitioners, we think that people have a physical problem or they have an emotional problem. You know, physical problem go to your doctor, emotional problem go to your psychiatrist. But what if your emotional issue is causing your physical problem? Or what if your physical problem is causing your emotional issue? You can't really separate them they're not separate they're and
3: not actually nothing is very separate they're all metaphors into each other and that's you know what we talk about a lot on the massage table people want to know well, what muscle is it what's you know and it's like well yeah it might be one muscle boat if we name it that's really not helpful it's a system and then not only that i don't know what happened to you when this thing did this and what was going on at that time? What were you thinking and, and where were your emotions and, and how did you feel about that? It's really the whole picture, you know, your life purpose, everything. It comes into when we have
1: an injury or when we have pain or when we develop a disease. But really, people don't have time for that. I hurt this muscle doing this and you just need to rub this and fix this. That's what happens, right? You sound right? like a
2: guy now. <laughs>
1: But the truth of the matter is, and Candace Perth talks about this, is that when you have happy thoughts, you release endorphins, when you have sad thoughts, you release stress hormone or cortisol releasing factor, and if you're having those happy thoughts or s- sad thoughts during trauma or doing something physical, it it all starts to swirl together and and be connected. When you suppress anger, you're changing the s- the actual structure of the cells in your body. It's all connected. Candace Perth also goes on to talk about how our emotions, or she calls it the molecules emotions can be stored in separate parts of both your physical body tissues and your autonomic nervous system. And that's why people can have emotional releases while getting a chiropractic adjustment or while getting a massage. And it's a good thing to just move through it without even having to analyze it.
3: I have a weird story that sort of relates to this and that I had to go to the high school for a meeting for my daughter. And As I was walking into school, my hamstrings were tight. So I commented to myself, wow, your hamstrings are tight. You're pretty haired up about this meeting. And two steps later, my L5 rotated. And I was like, holy heck, Julie, you're really haired up about this meeting. And then I was like, thank you for that information. I got it. Thank you, body. You can move on. You know, like, I don't want to manifest this as a permanent thing or become permanently subluxated in this way. Um, But I do use my body information in that way because we can catch up with ourselves Mm -hmm. and start to monitor what's going on, where do I feel this, and kind of catch things before they become a broken bone, a a hurt muscle, or a disease process. It's so true.
4: The body can really be a warning light or a signal to let you know that, hey, wait a minute, maybe I'm getting haired up about it or carried away or anxious or scared, and Mm -hmm. this is the point where I can recognize that. Oh, wait, my hands are really sweaty. Time to pay attention and take a deep breath. Oh, my back is really tight. I need to take a deep breath or go outside and listen to the peepers. Or stop feeling anger before you pick up that end of the piano.
0: Absolutely. (laughs)
1: Let's take a break. And when we get back to me, this is one of the most fascinating things I've talked about or seen. We're going to talk about um, basically emotional pain charts if you have chronic right shoulder or left hip or the knee, what does it mean? Because there's actually some correlation. Um, and I know Julie and I have many talks about this. So let's dive in a little bit and help our listeners.
0: You're listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host is Dr. Jenny Brooke, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you're in the Southern New Hampshire area, you can schedule a health consultation and examination with Dr. Jenny. To schedule, call 673-5600 at 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, go to www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com or call 673-5600. To find a chiropractor in your area, go to www.chiropractic.org. Now back to raw talk about full potential living for the health of it.
1: We're back in the studio and you know sometimes when a patient comes in and says to me why does my right knee hurt I want to say because you have a problem with your ego <laughs> or why does my upper back hurt because you're not feeling properly loved you know I can't I'm not going to say that most of the time maybe Julie do you get away with saying that a little bit you probably do. I, I um, I'm working on saying things nicely because I'm a fire sign so
3: um, <laughs> I, d- I will be kind of cookbook like that um, but then expand on it or ask questions back on their end to
1: come you know come back at me with what's really going on well and of course giving the suggestion that there there is correlation sometimes with you know problem in the say the hips and it's fear of going forward with major decisions so sometimes I'll say did you know that Emotionally, problems in the hips and, and people will say, oh, without giving a direct correlation. Well, you must have a problem because, you know, we don't know. So this concept of where emotions lie in the body, Julie, we were just talking about it. It goes back how far potentially? Um, there's some body books out there that are really expensive from
3: gurus in India. It's old. Like it's old, really old, old wisdom, old, old. old body wisdom.
1: And, and across the board, you'll hear people say that the right side is masculine Right side is your relationship with your father, which is your power in
3: the world. So how your image in the world is, or if it's difficult for you or easy for you, putting yourself out there, that's your right side. Your left side is your relationship with your mother. Your mother gives you your identity. So the whole feminine side. The whole feminine side, your intuition, your creativity is all left side, but, um, New stuff is coming out about realizing that both have power. So, you know, the power of being an intuitive
1: being is pretty powerful, if you think about it.
2: This is fascinating. I'm just looking at this chart.
1: It, it really it really is yeah. fascinating. It's pretty cool. And I am no way an, an expert at this, but I, I find it just kind of interesting. You know, ankle problems are inflexibility and guilt. And ankles represent the ability to receive pleasure, for example. Um, middle of the spine like right in the middle of the back is guilt or stuck in the past you know get off my back that feeling Um, if you've ever studied Louise Hay she's commonly will talk about where in the body and she'll actually give an affirmation of if you're having say right shoulder pain this is what it means this is what you can say there's even apps that you can go through and look
2: there's an app for everything there is an app I know yeah they even break it down to toes here huh
1: yeah read us one Michael
2: Well toes. Your big toe is worry and fret. Ah so there you go. Well
4: and doesn't My third toe is anger. Doesn't the big toe correspond to the head with um big toe corresponds to the head in reflexology. Yes.
1: Sciatica. Fear Fear of of the future. Fear of the future and fear of money. Yeah. A slip disc, indecisive, feeling totally unsupported by life. Yeah, that's interesting.
3: Yeah, so you know, kidneys are joy, livers anger. All the organs have stuff. Uh, the fingers all have emotions with them, and they correspond with the meridian lines. So, with the hand and jin shin jutsu, the thumb is always worry, but it's also your will. And then the next fingers, pointer finger is F A S T: fear, anger, grief, and sorrow. Trying too much. So your pinky is trying too much. Hmm. People who bend over backwards for people tend to have a crooked pinky. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So
2: you must be able to tell, like, what's bothering people when you, um, because you massage people. So you're touching them physically. You must be able to sort of sense what's bothering them. Love
3: what I do for work because I really get to have an intimate relationship with people and I prefer to live that way. Um, The supermarket chit chat and weather is not really for me. I'm, yeah. That's more me. I really care and I really, (laughs) I really want to know so i'm
1: i'm perfectly suited to my job yeah, I've also found that when people are in the middle of the crisis, in the pain, um, it's a rare person who's really ready or open to talk about the emotional aspect, unless they've been practicing that for some time. Most people, as they're coming out of it or as they're away from it and no longer feel the physical sensation, find it fascinating to look back and retrospectively kind of uncover, oh, that, okay, that makes sense. Looking back, that's why I felt that. Unfortunately,
3: the cookie... the cookbook kind of process of this means that and that means that the way that we think people tend to end up blaming they blame themselves or they get stuck in the I did this to myself and they're kind of angry so you have to describe it really well to people so that it's actually a working framework for them usable right because otherwise if they really fall into uh, worry or blame or they perseverate on it it's really not useful
4: I also find that people who are listening to the story of the person are listening, not necessarily to hold space or to help heal, but to figure out how they can avoid that trauma. Mm -hmm. Or how it relates to them in the past or in the present. What did you do wrong so that uh, that doesn't happen to me?
1: And I think a practical way for anyone listening who this is maybe new information or you're intrigued, a good place to start is when... You feel off, either high, high or low, low, and, you, and you're not sure why, give yourself the space, the, the quietness to check in with your body and what am I feeling and maybe bring it in more fully so it can pass through. Um, also, when you have a physical pain, especially one that does not seem like it makes sense, you didn't just stub your toe, but you woke up and boom, I feel this pain. Relax into it, go into it and ask yourself, how am I feeling? Where am I feeling emotionally? Is there something I need to face? Is there something I'm not um, looking at? Is there something I need to be saying? And ask yourself, give yourself the space and permission emotionally to get in touch with yourself.
3: You know, what's interesting is you're saying that um, oftentimes the stuff that's going on with the body is more the subconscious stuff that we're not that aware of. And that's why our body is bringing it forward because we are actually ready we're ready to lean into the old story, the stuff in the back of our head and bring it forward to release it. So um, I love the idea of trusting your body that if, if you have an issue coming up, it's actually coming up because you're, you have the strength
1: and the wherewithal at this point in time to clear it. Yes, that's I love enough. that idea. I agree with that. It's empowering and it makes us feel in control. Well,
3: yeah, we're powerful and we are in control. If we're conscious, if we want to be, we can, Mm -hmm. we can find out anything we want about ourselves
1: because all the truth is here. I love that. And it's really in those quiet moments that we create that we can listen. I think, I think taking the time to listen is one of the most important things that I've learned to do with myself. With yourself and with people who you really respect and and make you feel safe. Mm -hmm. I agree. Oh, this is fantastic. On that note, be well, everybody.
0: You've been listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it. Your host was Dr. Jenny Brook, vitality expert and wellness chiropractor at Spinal Corrective Center in Amherst, New Hampshire. If you live in the Southern New Hampshire area, schedule a health checkup with Dr. Jenny at 673-5600, that's 673-5600. For more information about Spinal Corrective Center, call 673-5600 or check out www.spinalcorrectivecenter.com. You can also find Dr. Jenny on Facebook at Spinal Corrective Center. Thank you for listening to Raw Talk about full potential living for the health of it.